1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Monday night football against the Las Vegas Raiders. Jackpot, this is the Rich Eisen Show. What's the challenge here, Joey? Eckler has a hold. Touchdown! Coach Daly was talking
3: about is you're not going to win this game because you beat the Chiefs. You're going to win this game because you put in a lot of hard work. The
0: Rich Eisen Show.
3: Earlier on the
0: show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Coming up, former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. Plus, actor Morris Chestnut. And now,
2: it's... Sir Rich Eisen. Oh boy, we've got a great hour number three here on our program. Can't wait to have Morris Chestnut on the program so he could admit that like Mike was dead in the water with him and Lil Bow Wow until I showed up and gave my cameo. <laughs> no, that Sharon. currently allows me to get about a dollar and thirty-five cents uh, in residual checks once every nine to ten weeks. That's coming up in this hour. You won't want to miss it. I've already had two Daniels on, mm-hmm. Jeremiah and Jones. Two DJs. Two DJs. Hey. Yeah. hey. Three DJs, DJs. Don't do it. Hey. 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 Okay. And a TJ. No. TJ. Thanks, no. thanks for watching this oh, edition of The Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 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 We're done. I don't know how much better we can, we can do than that. Nah. Um, <laughs> uh, Mike Lombardi of uh, Veasan, um, and so much more. Former general manager uh, in the National Football League. Is he on the phone line right now, Christopher? Is he? Yeah, that's okay. who he is. Okay, because his his tweet this morning put it up. Mike Hoskins. This certainly had me at hello this morning. Yeah, I got us going. Um, when uh, this is the first thing I saw essentially this morning after waking up. Um, according to two Jacksonville sources, there are many closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in the football offices, and none of them have had anything to do with the Titans. Stay tuned. This might get ugly. I'm referring to um, the Titans on the Jaguars schedule this week, but uh, yesterday was a press conference in Jacksonville where Urban Meyer, very contrite, after a video of him out and about uh, in Ohio on Friday, Um Certainly, trended on social media, and um, I'm sure it's trending in his household too. And he apologized for it. And Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, sent out a statement uh, earlier today, um, calling the conduct by Urban Meyer last week an inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I'm confident he will deliver. I mean, a remarkable way for Urban Meyer's first month in the NFL to end. And joining us now to talk about it is the man who's a podcast GM Shuffle and v sin and so much more that he's up to right now, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Michael Lombardi?
3: I'm doing great, Rich. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate
2: it. So what what is going on in Jacksonville?
3: best you can tell well I think you know I think this is probably a lot more to do about money than it is about how long Urban's going to continue coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars I think you could see by the press release that there's some discontent with his behavior I think the bigger issue frankly is his credibility and his trust with his players I mean when I've been in the league 35 years I've been on all sorts of airplanes flying home after tough losses I've never been on a plane where the head coach wasn't on it. (laughs) I've never been on one. I mean, you know, whether you had a bye week, whether it was the end of the season, whether it was something else, I mean, everybody flies, you go down as a team, you act as a team. I, I think that was the first step. You know, what happened over the weekend is between him and his wife, he has to work through those issues. But to me, I think the lack of trust, when you tell your team we're all in this together, and then you decide to take a three-day vacation to stay back in Cincinnati. We're really not all in this together. And I think that started the sparks. And there's some discontent going on within the building. And these meetings that have been happening in the last two days are more about how is this going to end than how is this going to get repaired. I mean,
2: you can ask the two guys here, Brockman and, um, and Del Tufa. you were on that text change as well, TJ Jefferson. We were all my guys here. As soon as this was trending, we started texting each other and sending each other's videos like, can you believe this? Can you believe that? Uh, you guys can confirm. The first thing I said to you was like, does that mean he wasn't on the team plane going <laughs> home? It, like, yep. Did an 0-4 head coach not get on the team plane to go home? Do we know that
3: for sure? Like, did he not go home with the guys and then fly? He did not back? go home on the team plane. That's a fact. And, and, and you got to really wonder, you know, and I don't blame this on Trent Baalke, his general manager, but if I would have been the general manager of the team, I would have said, Urban, look, we're not at Ohio State. Like, the head coach flies home on every plane. Like, we don't have a recruiting plane. And it sends a horrible message to the team if you're not on the plane. Because what's going to happen next week when we play somewhere else and half the players want to stay in Atlanta? And, you know, they're not coming back with us because you just did it. Like, this is a horrible precedent, Mm -hmm. you know? Usually every team has a rule. Whoever goes on the trip comes back on the trip. Mm. Now, if there's something going on in the town and there's certain exceptions, I get that. We all get that, you know, a family member, all those things. But that to me was, yeah, he wasn't on the plane. And I would have said to him, Urban, look, you're making a lot of money. Fly back with us. Spend the night in Jacksonville. Get a private plane and fly you back to Cincinnati. It, what? It, it, what's it going to cost you? It, you lost your credibility. That's worth. That's priceless.
2: I. I I'm. I'm kind of speechless. I. I got to be honest with you, Mike. Uh, are. Are. And are you? You know, <laughs> shouldn't say sure, but I mean, you. 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 have You've been there, done that. I mean, the language you see out of the. The. The press release. I said you know, before there's two ways to look at a glass half full of an owner saying, you know what, man, like I I went and I got the guy. Like I went ahead and got the guy, the number one college coach, one of the most winningest college coaches outside of uh, Nick Saban, obviously, who's never going to come back to the NFL. But I got the guy. And not only did I get the guy, I'm hooking him up with one of the most generationally talented quarterbacks that's ever come out of college. I got this. And, and, And this is like a glass half full, like let's see if we can put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And the other way I looked at it was like, you know, the other glass is half full of lawyers. And, you know, so you're saying like you read this press release as to mean like we're we're working on terms of of firing to make sure that to tell him, like, you've already violated the morals clause. You're lucky you're not gone now. Like, you really think that they've reached that point in Jacksonville through this one well, video? I
3: mean, I, I think it's it's been brewing. I think it has been an easy ride. You know, starting with remember the strength coach that he hired that they had to let go. I mean, this hasn't been a smooth, smooth tenure down in Jacksonville. The whole signing of Tim Tebow, the most ridiculous signing in all of sports, to convert him to a tight end at 32. I mean, this just shows you that what what were we going to do with Tim Tebow? He's 32 years old. He's going to be if he's the best he could be as the third string tight end. That means he's got to play in the kicking game. That means he's going to be a great special teams player. we're going to pay him a million dollars for that. Like, why would we do that? That those jobs are for the rookies. They made no sense. Everything he's done has made no sense. And I think that the more than what, what I see as an outsider looking in the people in the building see it. And the people in the building that have gone to the meetings that listen to him, that there's no trust in what he's doing. I mean, it's, you know, look, Coaching in college and coaching in the pros are two entirely different things. Two entirely different things. You've got to be a strategist in the pro football. There's no easy game on the schedule. You can play the Houston Texans tomorrow, and he was favored in that game and got whooped. So I just think this is probably wrong place, wrong time for his career. So what
2: would you if you, you had the ability either through this show or to get to connect with Shad Khan? What would you counsel him in your years of being in the professional ranks, Michael Lombardi? I
3: I would say this. I would say the most important thing is understanding when you get it right and when you get it wrong. And you can't fall into the sunk cost fallacy. That, like, we're better off moving away from this now early than we are staying on with it and hurting our team. And I think he's going to have to make that decision. Because the players, this isn't about me – the players, do they believe the coach? Can he win the players' trust back? Michael Silver has a report out today mm-hmm. that the players are laughing at it. And if that's true, and I don't doubt Michael Silver, if that's true, then, then this problem is just going to intensify, and it's going to come down to. So for me, this is more about money than it is about is he going to continue to coach. You know, let's, just, let's play this out. Say he continues to coach for the next three, four, five weeks, mm-hmm. and he keeps losing. How do you think this is going to get better?
2: yeah i mean i don't know if you saw the tweet from uh chris long who i love and have nothing but the utmost of respect for and comes from an incredible uh nfl family lineage obviously his tweet was uh if i'm a veteran player in jacksonville i'm now my own boss that's what he tweeted right. what do you think he He's means right. by that what do you think He's he mean? Right, what, what do you think that means put it in terms of it well, that
3: means that there's that, that he can do the rules don't apply to anybody when he, when he didn't fly back on that plane, he, basically he was telling everybody. There's four areas of leadership, right? There's the, the management of attention means you have a plan. There's management of meeting means you can explain your plan. There's management of self, which means you govern yourself as the leader. And the most important is called management of trust. The players trust you. You can be a jerk as a coach. You can be a jerk. But if you're a consistent jerk, they'll listen to you. That's been proven over time consistency is the most important quality a coach has to have. And when you lose the trust of the team, management of trust, you've lost the team.
2: Michael Lombardi, the GM Shuffle podcast co-host, and also um, the Daily Coach newsletter is how you can get so much more with him. And, of course, Musburger's VSIN uh, every single day right here on the Rich Eisen show. Um, How do you view the news out of Pittsburgh that um, Ben has hip issues? and uh, Tomlin says he's absolutely still the best quarterback for the job in Pittsburgh. How do you see what's going on in Western PA right now? Uh, Rich,
3: I think that's true. I think that Mason Rudolph isn't ready to be the starting quarterback. I think that Ben is still the best player, and I think that just tells you that Pittsburgh doesn't have a quarterback. I said this offseason, I thought that they made a mistake bringing him back. Because here's what I do know. When older players don't look good in September, they never look good in November or December. And I think Ben behind a bad line, and it's a bad line. In fairness to Big Ben, it's a bad line. But he can't move. And because he can't move, it's problematic for him.
2: And you have to be thinking, what he's got to be thinking, do you think he thinks he made a, a bad decision coming back or, or what? Like what, what's the solve here? What's the
3: fix? You know, Rich, I, of all my years in the league, any time a player voluntarily takes a pay cut, I would have been suspicious. <laughs> Why is that? Because they typically never want to take a pay cut, they probably won't. Leave. They're coming back because they probably know this is their last chance to come back.
2: Which roster would you take right now in the NFL if you could only have one? Whose roster would you take, Mike?
3: If I only had a one roster, one roster, uh,
2: one roster that you would take right now in the NFL,
3: I, I think I would take the, the the Los Angeles Chargers. Really? Okay, not Bills, not Chiefs. Not Bucks. Well, I mean, look, I got a really young team. I got two great receivers. I got a really good pass rusher defensively. I think they had a really good team.
2: Okay. Last one for you, Michael Lombardi. What do you think Brady and Belichick talked about behind that wall for 24 minutes Sunday night?
3: I think think they talked about how much the media made something out of nothing. Because I think that's what it was. I was around both guys for a long time, most of my career. And I've never seen either one of them have a problem. They've always handled it. They've always been very respectful to one another. They've always been willing to have hard conversations. So I, I think it was probably about the six trophies that they won together and how nobody can take that away from them.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, what, what why would that take 24 minutes? Why would they need a situation to talk about that? I mean, the, a lot of this stuff has to come from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mean,
3: I, I don't know. I mean, probably they haven't caught up in a while. I don't know how long 24 minutes takes to have a conversation. But I I know this that there's there was never any bad blood between the two of them that I know. Of.
2: Okay, last one for you. Crystal ball it for me. I know that's one of the cliches. Michael Lombardi in the NFL is I don't have a crystal ball. What what crystal ball? What happens in Jacksonville for me? what do you think
3: i think either he if he makes it through the year he won't be there next year and i would be more than surprised if he does make it through the year well i, I mean he'll be looking for, i think they'll be looking for an offensive coach to coach the generational talent that you mentioned okay at and the they, end of the year
2: but wouldn't the wouldn't urban knowing that there's an off-ramp and knowing what a disaster this would mean for his uh you know reputation legacy anything like that that you know um that that the USC off ramp would be something he'd want to get on lickety split, don't you think?
3: If SC or, wants them, I mean, if SC wants them, I think that's got to be, yeah, I think that becomes more in play. But we all think SC wants them. Do we know SC wants them for sure? Would, I don't know that. Uh,
2: Michael Lombardi, I appreciate it. Uh, what time's your show yes, on V Syn every day?
3: 12 to 1? 12 to 2 every day on V cin
2: Okay. Say how to Musburger burger for me, will you? Thank you, Rich. Appreciate you. That's it. That's Michael Lombardi right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jaguars I, by week seven. That's Rich. straight talk, in it, right there? Week seven. That's straight talk right there. I thought you, know, Tebow is like, what? what's the big deal? See what he's got. He's just a guy on the team. It's just the summer. What's the big deal? I was saying that that's the perfect guy to have in the locker room. Hey, you give me everything you want. I've got your back. Four weeks in, I mean, what a total, what a total misfire. I
3: knew that wasn't going to work.
2: What did I say to you guys? I mean, uh, the text exchange that we had when we are saying, did you see what's going on on Twitter right now? We're texting each other on a Friday night. Saturday night, actually, watching college football. Yeah, Saturday. yes. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday night, because this thing happened on Friday. We're texting each other. This video, that screen grab from Instagram, we're like, oh, my God. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And the thing that I was totally – Taken aback by is not what the videos and what we're seeing, or the fact that somebody created a Twitter account literally on the spot and. When we were a little
0: thrown off because he was wearing an Ohio no State shirt, sure. I was wondering so what, year yeah, what year is it. Just, are are nice we
2: sure this is asked. from now? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do we, how do we know that this is from now? That was and the and
3: second they, thing you asked. Like, when did this happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You looked real journalistically at the yeah. situation. Well, just, <laughs> no, I <laughs> sent it and was like, "Look at this." <laughs> Me and Brockman <laughs> are just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!"
2: Just like, "Do you leave with the team? When did this happen?" That's right. Yeah. Because those are the important matters here. Right. <laughs> the other stuff is personal, like whatever, man. However, you want to live your life. You want to live your life like that, or that or got me and Chris. If excited. you want, to, like, if, if if there's a problem, you know, that you're gonna have with your personal life, that's yeah. not my. That's a. That's a what is that a? That's, that's a YP, a YP. not an yeah. MP. Not an MP. Yeah, right. YP. That's an, a YP. Yeah. In the same in the same way that to the NL, the NL teams. Yankees and Red Sox are saying that's a YP that a Angel, YP. Hernandez, yeah, Angel is, Hernandez is in the NLDS J- and Joe, Joe West. West. Not a, yeah. not an MP. That's a YP. YP. That's why I like blank that combo. <laughs> that's an NL. That's an NLDS YP. What? <laughs> What's that like? So I looked at it. I looked at it as like we
3: put our sweat.
2: Did he not go? Like, is if when is it from? Because if it's from Friday or tonight, does that mean he did not leave Cincinnati with the rest of the team? That it's just like. Coach is sticking around. We're all licking our 0-4 wounds. We're now all on our mini-buy where we're supposed to make sure we're not doing anything stupid in the era of COVID. Our coach coaches staying around? Where's coach? I wanted to talk to you about something in the game. i got to go up front. Or I've been on team planes where they're 0-4 and forever, and it's a morgue. And I've seen coaches go up and down the aisle, making sure, like, okay, we're good. Or I'm available. Like, how are we fixing this now? Like, we're on it now to fix what just happened. Because we got to fix this now. Like, we're on it now. And instead, coaches sticking around to hang with the grandkids? And then, if that's what he's saying, I'm sticking around with the grandkids, you go see your families, you go, and we'll meet up on Monday. Just take some time. We'll, We'll all get back on Monday. And then you see that video on all over the place? And you're like, what? That was why I asked that. And Lombos saying, 35 years of NFL plane flights. He's never seen that.
1: I mean, that's...
2: Imagine if you thought that, and you're like, wait a minute, is that his granddaughter? What's going on? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, what is I know happening? the way that people are all looking at it, and I know that everybody's having their fun and all of that business, but that is, again, not my problem or concern when i'm sitting in this chair in front of this microphone i'm like wondering how exactly exactly what chris long tweeted out if (laughs) i'm a veteran player in jacksonville i I am now my own boss i'm gonna do what i want when i want he's not meaning on the field like you call this play he's meaning like after the game or what you're telling me as as lambo said do they play in in Atlanta? I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, let me check. I don't know where, where, where they play, but he's saying, like, hey, Atlanta, I'm sticking around. I think it's not too best... far from
3: Jacksonville? You can't say no. I think his best point, and I don't know if you wrote this down because I saw you start to write, when he goes, Urban, you could have got Flown yourself back? a plane and I know, we're paying you back. $10 million bucks. Yeah. Like, right. Exactly. Now they're home yeah. for Atlanta.
2: Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, half of us want to stick around. You can't. Why not? You did. Well, we don't want you to get into trouble. Why not? You did. You did. Exactly. You Uh, can't. They're out here in Los Angeles in December. Uh, Imagine how that's going. I'll tell you what. The U-Haul will be totally backed up by then.
3: Hey, Brockman, the Jags will be here in December, but will Urban be with Yes, he
2: will, being announced as the new head coach of USC football.
3: (laughs) I think he's gone.
0: Their bye week is week seven.
2: If they're 0-6, see ya. Let's take a break. Morris Chestnut. We got a good celebrity, true or false, for him. One of them involves me. Our kind of people on Fox, one of the actors, Morris Chestnut, when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
2: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, big fan of this man's work, uh, not just because we were in a movie together back in the day, and by in a movie together, I mean the same credits that rolled. Um. <laughs> He is in Our Kind of People uh, on Fox. You can catch a new episode tonight at 9 Eastern time. New episodes air all Tuesdays on Fox at 9 p.m. Eastern. Morris Chestnut back here on The Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Morris?
1: I've been great, Rich. You know that 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 soundbite sounded a lot like our conversation that you did, the advice you gave me the other day. So I want to say thank you and that everybody here, what you what you have
2: to say. Well, it was you know you reached out to me uh, on the set of Lil Bow Wow. I mean, with right. Lil Bow Wow, you you reached out to me on the set of uh, um, like Mike, like Mike, back in the day. Right. And yeah. uh, I told you to take care of your mentals and chicken, and now look at you, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow, you know how you come full circle. Now, the next day I'm on your show, Marcel Lynch is saying the same thing, so you gave him that same advice.
2: Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, how you doing? What's going on in your I'm world? I'm
1: good, man. I'm good. How you doing? I'm
2: hanging in there. Just so much to talk about in the sports world. The NFL, week, uh, week four just finished up, and... The NBA is about to start up. Ben Simmons says he's not playing in Philadelphia. We're all wondering about that. What about what's going on with the Kyrie? I wonder what's hitting you. Any any news sports headline hitting you at all?
1: My Eagles didn't fare too well this uh, this past weekend. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a huge Eagles fan, so they didn't fare too well. But I'm looking forward to my Dodgers and my Lakers. So my Dodgers play a playoff game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that, and then my Lakers will be playing. You know, of course, they're going to be playing playoff games and finals games. Uh, later on in in 2022, very early in 2022. So okay. I'm excited about so, that. No, and
2: every Dodger fan I know, Morris, is not happy about winning a billion games and then having to play just a one-game playoff with the hottest team in baseball from mid-August to the current moment. And the Cardinals, not happy about that at all. You know. You know what?
1: So. It's 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 tough. You know, it, it is tough. But hey, I mean, we didn't win the division. The, the Giants were. The Giants were just unbelievable. I mean, they, every time I turn around, they were winning, and we couldn't catch them. And now we're in this position, and, hey, if we have the best players, we have a great pitcher taking them out, in Scherzer, and great talent, in and Betts, and, and Turner, and the other Turner. I mean, hey, we just have to put our best foot forward and, and, and go handle our business. So you're a
2: Dodger fan because you're from the area, right? Or-
1: Yeah, born and raised in Los Angeles. That's what I thought.
2: Uh, Okay, and then you're uh, uh, a Laker fan because of that, too. Yeah. Where do the Eagles crack the code here,
1: Morris? Where do we get that? Practical, I mean, many, many, many years ago, they were one of the last NFL football teams to wear like the college cutoff jerseys, you know. And I used to like Wilbur Montgomery and Harold Carmichael. And Wilbur Montgomery, well, he used to wear the kind of same kind of cleats that I had when I was in uh, playing Pop Warner with the, they're like this black sole and they were white with this black sole with the cutoff jerseys. And I was just, I've just been a fan since. And then when they got Randall Cunningham, and I just, I just love the team since.
2: Well, I just saw Harold Carmichael, he got in the Hall of Fame finally, and he looks like he could get—he could point a couple catches right now still to me. Well, I
1: Harold think Carmichael. we could use him. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we, have to, we do have some young talent. We do have some young talent I out there it. that's finding their way, but I think we could use another receiver, a tall receiver who can go out there and, you know, be a possession type of guy, so they should suit him up.
2: Okay, and uh, and then the Lakers, I mean, uh, who, who else can they get to play for him? Well, who else do you think? I mean, we got uh, we got LeBron, we got Anthony right. Davis. Now Russ, right. Russ, um, Carmelo. Right. Uh, we got Carmelo. Uh, why not That's him? Right. Just, right. uh, is there a fifth you want? I mean, since it's a fantasy league, pretty much listen <laughs> wow. put together.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, well, well, listen, I, mean, I know it's going to be tough for for the league to accept. Um, you know, LeBron's going to get another ring. He's going to get a second, and then Russ is going to get his first. You know, and then Carmelo's going to get his first. It, it's going to be tough, but, hey, that's just what it is. I mean, did you ask New Jersey that? I mean, how many people do they want to bring it?
2: I got you. Um, yes, I have not asked them that. Um, but uh, I, what do you say to the, the – there are those who might say that that ring that Anthony Davis has was is a, is like a bubble ring. It's a, it's a ring in a bubble. Like, that wasn't like, you know, say the 82. Why would,
1: well, I, my, 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 my answer to that is, I mean, why is it any different than what any other team had to face? I mean, we all we all had yes. to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the Lakers weren't in the bubble, and then they came in like the last minute. Though they were in the bubble just like everybody else. We were just stronger mentally.
2: I like it. Okay, very good. So you got things going on. Well, you things are good. You know, so you're you're not uh, latching on to any of the the new uh, Los Angeles teams in football with the new beautiful stadium just up the road here. Have you, uh, you have no thoughts. You're still sticking with the Eagles pretty much.
1: Well, see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan. I'm a football loser because all I do on Sundays is just watch all of the games. So I'm a huge football fan. Um, I like what San Diego's doing. Uh, Herbert looks great. Um, you know, I love what the Rams are doing, even though they lost this past weekend. I, I you know, I like their style of play. And of course, Deshaun Jackson, a former Eagle, is over there catching yes. touchdowns. You know, okay, when they when they, when they, when they throw the ball to him. So you know, I'm watching it so far. I haven't been there yet. Have you been there? I hear it's uh,
2: I have. Stadium. It's unbelievable. You got to do it. It's unbelievable. Sometimes, right yeah, there, you so. might have to leave. You know, uh, now for the next game. <laughs> but um, you know, <laughs> I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. um, but it is it is incredible. And just to correct you, Morris, uh, you wa- watching football all day doesn't make you a football loser. Quite the contrary, it makes you a football winner.
1: You're a winner. Oh, okay, you're a winner. Okay, well I, you have the well. Everything's about perspective. So you're the glass half full. I mean, I like that. You're a so winner. I'm a football winner.
2: You're a winner. I mean, the fact that you get to do something like that, and there's nobody, anybody saying get, get off the couch. I mean, like that's a win. That's a W. That's one in the column. Yeah. You hang that banner in the rafters.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can Very do that. good point. Because I'm on that couch all day. <laughs> when, when I'm in LA from ten o'clock till you know eight nine o'clock, I'm mm-hmm. just watching. All of the games, and fortunately, you know, my wife is. You know, I I, I do everything else for her during the week and nice. on the weekend, so, <laughs> so I get I'm, I'm awarded and I'm rewarded with Sundays where she you know, uh, love she it. Leaves me out of the honeydews.
2: Morris Chestnut here on the Rich Eisen show. So there, you don't shoot our kind of people on Sundays. There's no Sunday shot mm-hmm. shoots on on your no, new show. No,
1: no, no. I actually had it in the contract where I can't work on Sundays now. Uh, no, unfortunately, we don't. We don't. Uh, okay. We don't shoot on Sundays. That's it's, great. Uh, Monday through Friday.
2: Okay, cool. So, tell me about the show. What What you like about it, and what uh, What you appreciate, and what people should watch it for.
1: Yeah, it's a very fun show. Our kind of people. It's basically it's a it's a it's a fun, salacious uh, kind of soap opera type of uh, nighttime soap opera show where we reveal a lot of sex, a lot of secrets, and a lot of scandal um and working with a great cast and uh, we're having a great time having a great time
2: and that's on uh, tonight 9 eastern time on fox new episodes airing tuesday 9 p.m eastern on fox um what's what's the what's the thing that you saw in a script you're like i can't believe they're
1: making me do this Exactly. Well, I, well, it was the opportunity to work with uh, Lee Daniels. You know, I've had a great relationship with Fox. You sure. know, I'm still on one of their other shows, Residence. I've done all the mm-hmm. the doctor shows, I've done the cop shows, and this was like this is like my first time at nighttime soap opera. We have a lot of, you know, a lot of good looking women wearing very little clothes. So I was like, okay, nice. gonna sign me up. And just to you know, just to be an actor on here, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was a great script. I uh, loved the network, and I said, hey, and, you know, and Lee Daniels. And uh, Karen just our uh, showrunner, and I just had to be a part of it.
2: Okay. Um, Before I let you go, Morris, every now and then we we like to play, certainly with our um, celebrity guests right here on the Rich Eisen Show Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Um, We like to play a game called uh, Celebrity True or False, where we read stuff from your wikipedia or your imdb page to see if it's actually true or it's not just sure anything okay sure. can you hit that please they've got some production value
3: celebrity true or false you can't handle the truth
2: okay uh first one for you morris chestnut true or false uh one of your first roles of your career is you were the prison bus guard on the bus that went uh, kaboom in the fugitive is that true or false
1: uh that is false that is false i was not in the fugitive i would have loved to work with harrison ford and but no i was not in the fugitive. you were not okay no got to call wikipedia man
2: we got to get that off it says you were the prison bus guard in the fugitive in 1993 that is not
1: true that is not accurate that is not
2: accurate. oh gosh all right how about that then here's this one uh in 1998 you won the madden bowl video game competition in 1998 is that true or false Morris.
1: That is true. Um, we went down to San Diego. They had a Madden Bowl where I was playing against other uh, other celebrities and athletes. And okay. I won the Madden Bowl, and I was on the, I was on the game the very next year.
2: Okay, so uh, who'd you beat in the Madden Bowl competition?
1: I, who'd I you take out? You know, the competition was so easy. I don't even remember. I preached oh, through it. You know, the players wow. at that time, they couldn't <laughs> play. And it was it was easy, yeah. It was, it was easy. So I don't remember. I just remember hold, holding up the trophy. And then I was featured on the game the very next year, holding up. A who was your
2: who was your who was your
1: team in that line? I played with the Eagles. I played, oh, you know I take that back. No, I take at that point. No, I take that back. That year, I played with the Raiders and won the championship with the Raiders. Okay, I, I always played with the Eagles, but for the championship, I played with the Raiders.
2: You you played with the Raiders. Okay, uh, for the so championship. True yeah. or false? You've been in three Steven Seagal movies, Morris Chestnut. Is that true or false?
1: Uh, I've been in. Two Steven, Steven Seagal movies, so that's they're close. It's okay, close. I've been in two.
2: Well, are you are you aware that every Steven Seagal movie, with the exception of of only a handful, are just three words in the title? Are you aware of that?
1: No, I wasn't. Yes, because <laughs> it was not uh, as interesting.
2: Like Half Past oh. Dead, Prince of Pistols, Under Siege Two, which is I guess one of those. Uh, Out for Justice, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's only it's all three words every single time. I just,
1: didn't. I didn't realize that. I, did, I didn't I did realize that. Okay. But uh, There you go. Because, you know, because Steven, he would change the script so much. I mean, there were only three words that were original. <laughs> he would change the script. <laughs> you know, so so okay. I can see why uh, that would be.
2: Did you beat him up at any point in time?
1: No, no, it was never that. I would have never been able to do that. I mean, he was very good at what he did. And he was, you know, he was beating up a lot of stunt guys. But, um but no, I didn't. No, I didn't beat him up. Not okay. At all.
2: And last one for you. You thought like Mike was going to be a total bust until you found out that Rich Eisen was playing himself in a cameo role. Is that true or false?
1: <laughs> very true. Me. Very true. As a matter of fact, I almost didn't sign on until I knew Rich Eisen was going to do it. Of so course. I made it real. <laughs> I brought the real.
2: I brought the real to my role. <laughs> you know, I brought it to my exactly. role. Did you?
1: Exactly.
2: Did Did you have to like? Um, take any lessons or anything like that to get in shape or get your shot down to make it look like you were an actual NBA player, Morris, or anything you know, the, like
1: that? The interesting thing about that is, yes. So at the time when I got the role, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I'm going to be able to go and practice. And Reggie Theus was, the, uh, was one of the technical advisors. I get, get to train and play with Reggie Theus, and I can get my game. Because I'm a weekend warrior, mm-hmm. and I'm getting my game right, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and um, – Sure enough, when it came time to do it and playing against guys who had been – because a lot of those extras used to play somewhere overseas and, and all that. And uh, when I was out on the court with them, um, I, I, I should not have been. <laughs> because they were just so much better than I was, and there was, not, there was no really – so, I was excited about it originally, but no, my game did not improve as a result of that,
2: but, that movie. but then you put on the magic shoes, and everything worked out, right? I mean, the Jordan shoes, you just put them on, laced them up, and then you were better than Reggie Theus. Right?
1: Well, that was, well, Bao had the shoes, so Bao had, the, bao no, bao had I, the shoes on. I know, that, that but time. you, you could have had
2: them, you'd, like you'd, you could have said to wardrobe, just give me the shoes, give me some other I shoes. Should,
1: I, I should have had them make a size for me, and I, and I, I could have done that, but yeah, no, it, it didn't work out for me, and and I'm telling you, I was really excited when, when they were like, okay, you'll be like Mike, and, you know, Reggie is going to train you one-on-one, yeah. and Stevie Thompson. I was like, okay, cool, I can learn from these guys. But no, it didn't. It, it just didn't work out that didn't
2: way. didn't work out. Well, everything has worked out otherwise for you. Uh, Our Kind of People on Fox, Tuesdays, 9 Eastern, including tonight. Morris, thanks for the time, man. A great chat with you.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me Gary.
2: Right back at you. Yeah, Anytime. At Morris underscore chestnut on Twitter and at Morris chestnut official on Instagram. So now you said earlier on, TJ, that your mom was going to be tuned in because Morris chestnut was going to be on. Mm-hmm. Does that mean she ordinarily isn't watching? No, she's or? she's
3: usually watching, but I guarantee she was watching. Definitely watching
2: it because it's yeah. Morris chestnut. Yeah. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break, everybody. Um... Something happened last night um, in the game that was just outrageous. And I'll talk about that next. We're going to spike the football on that, the latest example of stupidity. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death This is the
1: Rich Eisen show. show.
2: Is there alien life form here on Earth? Peacock joins Demi Lovato and friends on a quest for answers. Check out Unidentified with Demi Lovato, a new original series streaming right now. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. And the first episode of Unidentified with Demi Lovato, she identifies a strange life form that knows her well, but refuses to acknowledge that they're actually friends when it's brought up and everyone knows about it on The Rich Eisen Show, on Identified with Demi.
1: Is it weird
0: that we played Boban before? Are we saying Boban was, is an alien?
2: No. No, oh. we're saying that she's talking about an alien life form that's friendly with her, but this life form does not acknowledge that they're really friends when it's brought up and everyone knows that they're friends Uh-oh. anyway.
1: TJ's <laughs> face you was You guys classic. don't pay attention. Was, I did. Thanks, though, I was of all DJ. people
2: do not pay attention. To. You other two guys were checked out.
1: I mean, I was TJ was just looking the whole time. And I... So what you're
2: saying? <laughs> what I'm saying I'm referring to you. You're like tight with Demi Lovato. And then, you know, like, hey, one, I'm... I was hanging out with my friend the other night. Who? Is it Demi? Uh, yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> Only oh, one of the most famous people on planet Earth. Uh, yeah, that one. I mean, does she want to come on and promote uh, her Peacock show on the Rich Eisen show? I'll ask her, maybe. There you go. Yeah. You know. How tough is that? Why is this so awkward? No, well, because right? you, you, you make it like, awkward. I, I make it all, I all the time. I make it awkward. Yes. Well,
0: how do I make it awkward? Yeah, because you bring it up constantly that he's friends with a handful of famous people. I don't bring it up. Yes, you do. He's like <laughs> I was at my fr- No, i not. I was at my
2: friend's house the other day watching the Bears game. Was it Ashton? Yeah, it was. I'm like, so what? You're just saying I was at Ashton's house the other day.
0: What's well, the big what's, deal? I
2: mean, I, what is the big deal to make him say that? Because you're talking about your when you talk about your friends who I know, or I, I talk about friends who I know, I'll say what it is. Why can't you just say it?
0: What's it doesn't matter. Deal? It doesn't matter whose house he's at. He just established that he was at a friend's house.
2: Okay. Oh. <laughs> Brockman's an unfriendly on this uh, subject matter. No, I'm team unfriendly. Team, team TJ. An unfriendly.
3: I'll take that because he's normally never team TJ. So anytime <laughs> yeah. I get Brockman when on my Brockman side, you on your
2: side. I'm like, <laughs> all go. in too. Here we go. <laughs> These <laughs> things are few
3: and far between. <laughs> all right, let's
2: find something that we can all agree on. Let's find something we can all agree on, like say the taunting emphasis oh. in the NFL. Oh, my gosh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, it blows. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the reason why. Let me, just, let me just put as fine a point on this as I possibly can. Because last night in the Monday night football game, Darren Waller was being shut out. And that's tough to do. Yeah. Whether it's the defense or Carr was only going what the defense was showing him and it wasn't no Darren Waller.
0: No targets in the first quarter.
2: Or, or Carr didn't have enough time or everything that was going on from the delay of the start of the game to the way that the game was unfolding – Quarterbacks can sometimes not go to their security blanket for various reasons. And Steve Levy even said, you know, I haven't – there hasn't been a pass thrown to Waller tonight. I haven't called his name yet. And then sure enough, boom, pass to Waller. And he catches it, and he goes out of bounds on the sideline of the Chargers and spikes the ball. Now, it was clear when he spiked it that it wasn't in the face of anybody. Like, he didn't turn to them – And he didn't spike the ball at them and yell at them. It was clearly one of those, like, I'm the man. Here we go. Let's go. I'm fired up by my play. And boom, ball gets spiked. Out comes the flag. Because the rule is you cannot spike the ball in the opposing team's bench area. It will be just construed, viewed as an act of taunting because it's done in the bench area. Even though you can take it case by case, as one should, when one's job is to be discerning, as an official should be, and mistakes can get made, sure. But when you're doing a 15-yard penalty on somebody, you're throwing it, you're taking it back 15 yards, you better be damn sure that this is happening. And it was obvious. It was just him... Getting hyped up. It's his first catch of the night. They flagged him 15 yards. And that blows. And the problem with that is, is again, you are putting the officials in the position of identifying something that is subjective as something that is a penalty, which is something that should be codified, written out identified through the rules of the game. And I understand the rule is you cannot spike the ball in someone's bench area and that by those rules, that's a taunting penalty. But come on. Taunting is also in the eye of the beholder. And what you've done in the NFL with this taunting emphasis is you've taken the concept of targeting – Is it targeting? Is it not? I don't know. I know what the rule is. I know what the rule is. I know what they're supposed to say. Is it around the head or neck? Is it something that was launching? All of that stuff. Targeting is some rule. Well-intentioned, yes. Like the taunting emphasis, yes. I don't want to see somebody standing over another guy and bark at him. I don't want to see somebody take a football and throw it at another guy just because he just beat him. I don't want to see any sort of verbal abuse standing over somebody clearly in somebody's face. That is not what we want. That we want out. But when you take the concept of targeting, like I intend to hurt you based on the way I've launched myself at you. And that, as we know, on all levels of officiating, we have had trouble getting consistency of these calls. You're now taking that concept and applying it to celebrations and taunts. You're targeting an opponent with your celebration. Thus, that's a taunt. Now you've got all sorts of problems identifying what a taunt is just for that alone. And it blows. And it stinks. And you're now, as officials, targeting someone who's celebrating. You're targeting, not the player. You, the officials, and the supposed, as Steve Levy called them, hip young coaches like McVay and and Kyle Shanahan. I don't think those guys want celebrations out of the game or I'm the man type moments, chest pounding, even though you use the ball to spike it. They don't want that out. They want the garbage out. So why can't officials separate the wheat from the chaff here? Why are they having such problems doing it? They're the ones on the field. They hear the guys talking. They know what it sounds like. They should know what it looks like. And what Darren Waller did last night, yes, by the rule book, you cannot spike it on an opposing team's bench because on that regard, you're just assuming that the spike, the celebration of a spiked football is intended to taunt those that are right there in front of them en masse because it's their bench. But you could see last night he was faced towards the opposing end zone. He was not in the face of any other player. He spiked the ball as soon as he went out of bounds. It was his first catch of the night. And I know, I guess, they don't have a stat sheet in the officials, but they have to know the way a game's going. It's his first moment. And out comes the flag. And then 345 Park Avenue should buzz in and say, buzz off. Oh, come on. Yes, they should. There was last night... Renfro was brought down by his breastplate, and it looked like they had gotten him by the face mask. And 345 Park should buzz in and say, pick the flag up. We see on replay right now he didn't get the face mask. If you could see it and you could also have the ability to help what's going on in the field, use it. Use it. I, I, I put that on Gruden.
0: It's 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 the fourth week of the season. This has been called consistently all preseason, all season wow. so
2: far. Why are you still doing this crap? What well, that wasn't crap. You thought it was crap last night that he spiked the ball after catching his first catch. No, but you should know that it's going to be penalized. So don't do it. Or it
0: shouldn't be penalized. But that's not that's not what we're arguing right now. Yes, that's, it is. It I'm is arguing being, it is being penalized. That's why I'm saying it you shouldn't have to be. act accordingly. You can't just play the result like that. No, and it I is being penalized, so don't do it. And I understand it's just you're like being diving into the end zone. zone.
2: I know you're being consistent, like, don't with, do don't, it. Don't reach for the pylon when you know it. that the rule is you're gonna lose the football. Not,
0: not every team is getting these penalties called, certain ones, and it's not it's not it's not a you know, I just think thing happens.
2: I just think that it is a, a very emotional game and we love the emotion as fans. That's why everyone wanted the celebrations to come back. And yeah, that, I'm not saying the rule isn't stupid. It is. That's but why I'm be, saying but It's just, being
0: called, so don't act that way.
3: Again, uh, but it, he, it, he didn't do like a Gronk wind-up spike the ball. No, it, it was, was like a catch. A, I had a rough game. I've seen, I used to have Darren Waller in Fantasy. I've seen him do this a yeah, lot. No, he no. catched catch the ball like, oh, let's he go. Didn't turn to he the, didn't turn to the,
2: like, to the Chargers understand. and spike in their face. And that's
0: why it's coaching. That's on Gruden. Hey, you've got to stop doing this. Obviously, he hasn't been told that.
2: In the meantime— I just think it's so foolish. The whole thing is just a waste of energy, and all it does is serve to piss off the players and the fans. I don't know who it's serving. I want to thank today's guests, two DJs, Daniel Jeremiah and Daniel Jones. I also want to thank Morris Chestnut and Michael Lombardi. If you missed any of it, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisenshow, or go get our podcast on the Cumulus Podcast Network. You can get us on demand whenever you want. You can see this show again right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Tomorrow's show, Ian Rappaport will be first up on this program. Michael Kay will also join us to talk about the contents of tonight's wild card game between the Yankees and the Red Sox. A Joe West free game,
1: everybody. So enjoy it. We'll chat again on Wednesday's show.